Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hey guys, welcome back to now episode two of our podcast, Date Night with Raven and Adam. And this podcast is based on everything you guys have asked us. The topics, the question, everything comes from you listeners. Mm-hmm. And we're going to not only talk about the relationships, but we're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. We even have a section today that's called Just for the Boys. And that's where we get into some questions that are solely asked by guys. And I will have to tell you, Adam, today's Just for the Boys segment is so good. We have five different guys. I think there's five, five or six, five different guys that have called in and asked us questions. And I'm telling you, it's so, they are such good questions. (laughs) It's so juicy. So I wanted to start with that, but you know, we got to keep some consistency in this podcast. So our first podcast is done. And how do you feel? I feel great. I yeah, think I it went too. good. I think it went good, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little nervous about today's podcast. Can't be nervous. We took a shot. We should be relaxed. I should know. be smooth and rolling good. We had too many shots last podcast. No, That's but it was one. good. We started off on a good bang. Yeah, figuratively. Okay, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's podcast, I really wrestled with how we were going to approach this topic because we teased last episode that we were going to talk about sex. And I wanted to make sure we kept this classy and not trashy, especially just beginning in this podcast arena. Mm. I know. I know. We all want the trash. We love good trash box of information. But, you know, I really debated how we would handle this. So instead of making this week's podcast about sex and us getting to the nitty gritty, I thought we would talk about intimacy. Oh, that's an interesting word. Yeah. Which is all inclusive with, cause sex can be just hit it and quit it. But I wanted our conversation to be more of, um, sex and emotions that go along with it. Interesting. I like it. Cause intimacy is an interesting word to use because when I think of intimacy, I think of, uh, it's more of a feeling. I don't think it's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, you can be intimate with someone, but like the, the setting or the place you're, you're sitting can be intimate. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be like sexual, you know? Yeah. And I think for a woman, intimacy is a, is really a complex thing because you don't have to have intimacy to have sex, but you know, it's very important. It's important in a healthy relationship. Very. It's give and take. It is a give and take situation. So, how about we just get right into it like we did last uh, episode and go with our first listener question. Oh, boy. How do you get over your own insecurities about yourself while you're trying to be intimate with your partner? Oh, this is... I want to hear from you first. Well, it's just getting over your insecurities. So I guess you got to figure out what the root of that insecurity is, right? Yeah. So you're thinking about, um, is it your weight? Is it the way you look? Yeah. 
is, you know, is it a, something from your past relationship that's maybe scarred you or, or I think like that has a lot on? to do with it because a seed has to be planted somewhere. I, I know one of my girlfriends, um, confided in me one day when she was really, really drunk on a bachelorette trip and said that her husband, which is horrible, said something about her weight while they had sex oh, and it man. completely, and he said it, guess how long he said it, how long ago he had said it. Like how long they were dating for? No, how long ago. She brought this up to me, but he said this oh. over seven years ago. Oh, my gosh. And she still <laughs> remembered it because it scarred her. Wow. And so she brought it up to everybody because it hurt her, and she just really didn't know. Where, I think it was like a weird, you know, you're drunk, you confide in your girlfriends, but it hurt her that bad. Seven years. And how you get over that. For a woman... Here's the thing, when you have when you're having sex and something is said about your physical features, you don't you do ne you never forget that. Mm -mm. You must love somebody a lot though if you're still with them seven years after I they know. said that. That's crazy, nutty. And I don't even think he really meant it. I think he was also drunk, and it was just a slip of the tongue, and he's just yeah. whatever. I don't think he's a true. Well, jerk, I, I think it all just revolves around, you just have to be comfortable with yourself. Right. And I think you just have to confide within the means of your physical appearance. I mean, not everybody is going to be a supermodel twig, yeah. right? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I mean, you can eat, you know, hundreds of calories worth of carbs and you're just the size of my pinky, but that's you, you know? Yeah. But there's other things too, that could be embarrassing. Like, um, you know, maybe you, don't feel confident in yourself in the way you perform or you don't, you know, there's other insecurities than just physical features. Yeah. But for women, I think there's some, it's mostly physical features, but getting over that, I think is just having some self love and really knowing who you are. And, you know, someone's not sleeping with you just because of X, Y, and Z, but they're sleeping with you because they care for you and love you. I think that's important because if you're sleeping with whoever, who cares what they think, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I agree for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have anything to add to that? Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. we got to roll. Next, Next question. question. What do you do when one person in the relationship is more intimate than the other person in the relationship is? I feel like there's always going to be that, that competition. It's like, Oh, I'm more into you or you're more into me or vice versa. I think that you can't see the relationship as like, it's a competition. You know, I think everyone at every moment, like Raven, I tell you all the time, I'm like, I love you more. You mm -hmm. love me more. I love you more. And it's like, well, I don't know. I think that's a weird thing to bring up. I'm curious to get more of a woman's feedback because I'm like, I don't know. I'm thrown off guard on that one. Well, I think she means maybe one is more sexual than the other. And it's awkward. Maybe someone wants to have more sex than the other person. And when you get with someone who doesn't want to have as much sex as you, it can come off as they're not interested and that's just not the case. And it's like, how do you rise above that? And how do you get over that? And I think in this situation, you just have to be secure in knowing that that's just who your partner is. Maybe they're not as sexual as you, or maybe they're hypersexual, and you just have to come to an understanding that you're different. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, 
Look, I don't know if we we necessarily come across that issue as much, you know, with one person ha- thinking that way or or not thinking that way. But yeah, I mean, it's valid. I mean, a lot. I know a lot of friends who have felt the same way, and I think like really, it's just uh, you have to you have to talk it out, right? You have to explain and and speak your emotion and be able to kind of navigate through your relationship in your own way. But not everybody is perfect, and not every relationship is perfect, and so, um, you know. I like these questions that rolling in. I'm more curious here about the next ones because these keep getting harder and harder and my brain is just I like, know, what do I do? Your brain's not there. You've also been at work all day. I think piggybacking off of what you said, it's um, important to understand your partner better because, you know, maybe someone is not at, wants to be as intimate as you do because they work longer hours. They work a um, heavy lifting job and like when they get home, they're exhausted. There's like other things that come into play when it comes to one maybe being more intimate than the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Okay. These are really hard questions. Yeah, I know. I'm really sorry to just like bang, bang, bang. Lighten it up. We need to like hear these know, before we, we will get personal. there. We will get there. Okay. Let's hit it with <laughs> the ahead, next Kat. question. My question is how do you talk to each other about what you like and you don't like without hurting the other person's feelings? Ooh, this is a good one. I think Um, from a woman's perspective, if you are trying to tell me what you wanted me to do or not do, you would just, um, reiterate what you liked. So you would tell me, I like when you do this. I love when you do this. You're so sweet when you do this. And I appreciate when you do this. Or if you wanted something different, you could say, you know, maybe what if you did this, this would be so hot or this would be great. You took the words right out of my mouth. You hit the nail right on the head. I, I think if you you can't highlight the negative things, I mean, it, you will get irritated at some point, whether it is on a sexual level or not. But mm-hmm. I think that if you just highlight the things that you do like, or, you know, I like the way that you, you know, you just say, I love when you pull my hair, right? Or I love when you pet me. You mm-hmm. know, you love that. You love being petted, <laughs> especially when we're on the couch and you're just relaxing. You're like, you have no idea how good it feels, but I get to pet your hair and you're like, it feels so good. Yeah. And I think when you become closer and closer with someone, it's easier to have those conversations. Yeah. But I know some of my girlfriends are really scared to tell their boyfriends or guys that they're with um, problems that they're having in the bedroom because they don't want to hurt a male's ego. So maybe again, I think, I think that's a huge problem. I think that, not saying the negative things is what's going to be helpful. You know, for guys, we want to be like, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? Right. And it's just like saying a coach that's coaching you playing sports. It's like, good job doing this. Good job doing that. And you know, okay, that's what I need to keep doing. All right. That's my strengths. But y'all, your weaknesses also need to come out and those conversations will be had. But I think that for the topic of this question that was asked, that's the perfect way to handle it. Yeah. And communication is key. Yeah. Key, key. What do you think men have to have for intimacy like as a man what do you think you need to have to have intimacy with a woman well me personally you know I talked about intimacy being a feeling I think I need to have um, like a physical connection with somebody I need to have that at least I agree I think physical connection is so important if I'm a believer if you go on a date and you're not physically attracted to them, there's no sexual chemistry, don't go any further. For sure. Yeah. You have to be that. And then I would say if I were to add anything to that, it would just be, you know, just comfortable. I think comfortable is a really good word to use because I think both for women and men, but more women, I think women need to feel comfortable, safe and, 
and, and secure in the relationship where they, where they need to be in order to kind of dive deeper. But I think those are the two big things, really. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think for women, we need to feel safe. We need to feel safe in our relationship. We need to feel safe emotionally, spiritually, physically. You know, I don't want you to get too rough with me on any of those areas. I don't want you rough with me in the bedroom, per se. I mean, too go. rough. Let's mm-hmm. say too rough. And I don't want you to be too hard on me in other aspects of mama life because it's going to affect our intimacy, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, one thing that we kind of talked about uh, just a second ago was getting to know your partner. And the more you know about your partner, the better. So one thing I really loved about you when we met was when... I saw you had the book, The Five Love Languages. Do you remember? <laughs> well, I was like freaked no, out. I, no, I don't remember stand. if you were freaked out. I think you were like, what's that? I don't think you knew what it was exactly. I knew what it was because I had read the book before. Oh, you did? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought you just like maybe read an article about it and you figured it out. No, I took the test online uh, to see what I was, but I had read the book before. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I'm a big advocate of the five love languages just because the way you give and the way you receive love is totally different. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot about myself when I took the test. Yeah. Well, so did I. Yeah. And we have different love languages. So for me, my Well, take a step back here because you got to keep in mind, Dr. Chapman, the guy who wrote the book, right? Uh He explains that everybody basically has two love languages. One of them is a primary and the other one is in secondary. Right. And the five love languages are receiving gifts, quality time, words, affirmation, acts of service or devotion and physical touch. And basically just describes that the way you need to be loved is different than the way you need to love other people. Yes. And so it, that, that light bulb kind of clicked off for me too, because before we met, I was really, really into the book. And this is when I was just in my self growing stages and trying to figure it all out. And what I figured out was for me, at least my two love languages were words, affirmation and physical touch. So as long as you tell me that everything's okay and you love me and you touch me and you feel me and you hug me, I'm great. I'm the happiest man in the whole world. But the way that I'm loved and the way you need to be loved is two different ways. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I had to figure out on your end, you know, what things did you like? What things did you not like? And again, the way you receive that love is much different than me. Right. I remember when we first met and you asked me what my uh, love language was and I told you um, it was acts of service. And you said, no, it's not. Your yeah. your love. Do you remember this yes. conversation? And you said, your love language is not acts of service. Your love language is physical touch. Mm-hmm. And I thought you were dead wrong. But then I just realized that I had been so hurt in past relationships where there wasn't any physical touch at all that I just identified as, oh, okay, yeah, I'm acts of service. Like I was too big and bad to admit that I actually did need that physical touch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and you pointed that out, which I was like, Hmm, this guy, like, I think he's a keeper, but he keeps proving me. Yeah. Right. damn right I am. <laughs> <laughs> But it's also what people think is physical touch. People think is sexual and it can't, it can be that way, but it also is, um, just hugging you, touching you and just having that actual physical connection that is sometimes avoided in, you know, relationships. So, yeah. You know, and 
acts of service, a lot of people, I mean, I guess it can be defined in so many different ways. But for me, when I hear acts of service, it's like, you know, do you change my tire on my car? Yeah. Or clean my car out for me or whatever. Or you may be like, when you're doing laundry, you do the other person's laundry or yeah. something like that, you know? So, mm-hmm. but I feel like mine has kind of changed since our relationship. What do has you started. think yours is? I now? personally think now that I am more of an acts of service. You 1000% yes, are. Yes, acts of service. And I need words of affirmation mm-hmm. because the physical touch part, like I love it. It's great. I but think like, every man I'm independent. needs it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think every at man first. needs a little bit of physical touch, obviously. I think at first but, because you need to know yeah. like, okay, well, you know, I, I just want to know that she likes it or, or, you know, you want to be those feelings want to be reciprocated. Right. So I don't know. I feel like that's kind of where I am now because I love when you do certain things. Hint, hint, hint. I love when you do certain <laughs> things. I'm not telling yes. you what you don't like, but I'm telling right. you what you do like. So, you know, those are things that I'm just super attracted to. So I'm, uh, I know I'm not alone out there. There's many guys and girls who probably feel the same way too. Definitely. Well, one other thing I just wanted to bring up briefly that helps you get to know your partner on another level is by doing the Enneagram. Is that how you say it? Enneagram? You know this better than I do. You're into this weird psychic type stuff. It's not psychic stuff. Don't bring, (laughs) don't speak that on me. No, it is just a personality test. And I've, I had to force Adam to take it, but it did teach us a lot about each other. And it was actually fun to learn. It's called Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but um, at the core, it says that the Enneagram helps us see ourselves at a deeper, more objective level and can be in an invaluable assistance to our path of self-knowledge. So I think it's fun to take it. You can actually take it for free on their website. If you just Google like free Enneagram personality test, it'll let you take it. And just for reference, I'm a six and you're a three. But explain those numbers. I don't understand what a six is. We'll just let listeners read it. But we haven't went over this so many times. But I don't have it in front of me. But give me a, run, a rundown. I forget the questions. They're like, they're one word answers, right? It's like a yes or no. Um, Some, but they give you kind of situational questions and you just answer them and then um, kind of getting a gist of your personality and then it'll give you your results. And then based on the number, it tells you what? About your personality. Oh, like, are you a loud person? Do you are remember you an, taking Yeah, I remember, but, I'm, but I want you to elaborate. <laughs> is it introverted, extroverted? Is it what, what type of person? No, it just categorizes you into nine different personality types. Mm. And mine was the loyalist. And Loyal. I think yours was the achiever. Got it. And once you read about it and break it down, you learn so much about the other person. And I do think it's a great tool. You may think it's hippy dippy, whatever, and you're not into it and you might as well read an astrology sign, like whatever, Mm -hmm. but I really enjoy it. And I think it was spot on with us. And I think it'd be fun for listeners to take the quiz if they wanted to. You should. That'd be fun. So, um, talking about intimacy is kind of weird because, you know, we can't, it's not like we're giving advice to people. It's that we need the advice ourselves and it's fun to see what other people are going through and some advice that they have for us. So before we get into our next segment, I just wanted to read you two pieces of advice from dear close friends of ours about if we in the future, since we're engaged and it's about we, married, you and me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Since we're engaged and we're going to get married soon. Um, two of our friends, I won't reveal their names gave us great advice for if we ever lose our intimacy. Are, are these guys or girls? These are girls. But two girls. Yeah. Okay. 
Are you ready to hear? I'm ready, yeah. I'm curious. Okay, the first one said, if you ever lose your intimacy in your marriage, because you absolutely will at some point, hopefully later than sooner, um, date night, once a month, no kids, no phone, make it a point to converse every day. How are you? How was your day, etc. No yes or no questions. She also says that the best advice that she can give is to always find each other again. Mm. So... That's sweet. That was the first one. And the second one says, life gets busy. Kids, work, home, gym, friends, family obligations. Tom will get away from you. Make an appointment. She said this in all caps for each other. Write it, pin it in on your schedule. But intimacy to me is so much more than sex. Date nights, snuggling on the couch, our devotional in the morning, praying together. It has all come together before having sex. And it's way more than just having sex. But don't forget, sex is important. That's what makes it love for me. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very sweet. Noted. That's awesome. We're not there yet, but some point in our relationship, we may get there. And it's nice to have people that are on your side and rooting for you and have been through those experiences before. Well, let's keep the flame burning as long as we can, baby. Yes, I agree. So that ends our first segment, but our next segment is not such a Debbie Downer and not such hard questions. I at least hope not. Thank you, guys. But the Just for the Boys is so good. So I'm ready for it. We'll take a quick break and we'll get in. For just for the boys. Let's make it rock. Okay, we're back, and I'm so excited for this segment because it is going to be so good. Wait, what's the name of it, though? Do we have a name? Just for the boys. This one? Yes. Oh, just for the boys. Yeah, we have uh, five questions that guys have asked us, and Adam, they're so good. I'm so excited. So let's just get it popping. Let's do the first question. All right, Kev. When my girlfriend asked me about my past relationships, should I be open, honest, Vague, or should I tell her at all? Hmm. Wow. In past relationships, huh? I mean, personally speaking, I think that, uh, I mean, if someone asked me about my previous relationships, I would talk about them. I wouldn't talk about the sexual part of it. I wouldn't give super details, but you need to be honest. I would tell them about like what went right, what went wrong. I would... Uh, I'd be open about the things you did with each other, like traveled and where you went, but I wouldn't like dive into the juicy, like intimate relationships, maybe the fights that you got into. I wouldn't bring that up, especially if it's the first date. Um, I, I just think it's, I don't know. I if think you it's were TMI. A, if you were in a long relationship, like if I asked you about your past, do you think you should tell me? No, no. I mean, why? I mean, even if you asked me, I probably wouldn't even tell you the truth. <laughs> Because I don't want you even to have those things in your head to think about So it's better like, oh, let me just earmuff it and just let it pass by. I think you always need to be honest, but you need to say it in such a constructive way where it doesn't put any doubt in the girl's mind. For sure. 
Because to be honest with you, I don't want to know anything about your exes because I don't, I know myself and I'll obsess about it and I'll be like, who is she? Where is she? Exactly. Is she blonde? Why do you, do you like blondes? Do you not like me? I'm brunette. I'm black hair. Like, do you like blue eyes? <laughs> I have brown eyes. Do you think I have poop eyes? Like I would just. I've never heard of poop eyes before. It, yeah. Brown What's eyes. What's poop eyes? My brown eyes. Yeah. But why do they call them poop eyes? It just looks like poop. Oh, it's so weird. Okay. <laughs> I got poop eyes too. Thanks guys. <laughs> like that's just what it would kind of make me feel like. And I just think the less that I know about it, it's also just in your past. So I know this answer is for the girls and it's supposed to be a segment just for the boys, but on for on a girl's behalf, don't ask questions that you truly don't want to know the answer to, because mm -hmm. I would ask you, I could ask you questions that I really don't want to know the answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. So we should go to the next question. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Raven. Hey, a uh, quick question for you guys. Uh, I'm really serious about this girl I've been seeing lately. Um, we've only been out to the clubs and, and bars with her and, you know, she loves to dance and all that, but I want to I want to take her out somewhere outside of the club scene. Where should we go? That's not a typical dinner and, and like movie date. So no dinner and movie, huh? Yeah. And I mean, it's hard to get to know someone in a club when you're dancing and doing all that, too. It's, true, it's loud. Yeah. And you're trying to talk over the music like, hey, how's your day going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hey, there's there's more to be talked about and. And to get into than just a good bump and grind, you know? For sure. Well, I wouldn't go to a movie maybe on the first date, right? Yeah, because she, he said not a movie or yeah, not a dinner. I would say, I would try to do something that's super hands-on. I'm, I love, I mean, what's weird is, I don't know if you remember this, remember when we went to San Francisco? I loved San, yeah. And we did the Favorite cooking date. class and I yes. thought you'd be more excited about it, but you were like, uh, I hated it. Uh, but it was so fun because the cook was so good. Yeah, it was great. I like, really I awkward. would really, I hate cooking and I I just hate I everything about it. But I had such a good time in San Francisco. But the Francisco food was really you. good. Yeah, it was great. Once and we got past the cooking part, it was. You had a bomb. really hard time using a knife. I also was like 10 tequila drinks in. Like, no, you were front. maybe like three. I'm pretty glasses sure of the wine. chef yelled at me for putting too much butter on bread. And I'm like, I'm from the South. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> There's some whatever. garlic in there. Um, I don't know. I'd like those. I think anything that it just involves conversation, you Can know, I tell you one that I just thought of what, um, punch bowl social. Oh, I think that'd be so fun. So punch bowl social. And this is not a sponsored thing, no, by no, the way. No, no, no it's wow. not. But there's another one here called Arcadia or something like that. Barcadia. Barcadia. Yeah, that's right. I think it'd be so fun and cute to take a girl to like a bar. That's also an arcade mm -hmm. and, uh, what's the one that we went to in, in, uh, LA? I don't know. We went to one. I can't remember. I think I know what you're talking about, but it's oh, like Kung remember. Fu here. You know, yeah. they have like arcade games and they're free and you just have a drink in your hand and you're playing games and I it's like competitive so and you can just kind of see where it is. And you can drink yeah. and you play games like you get to see if they're competitive or not and you have a good time. And then like, if she doesn't know how to like play games like shoot the basketball correctly. Yeah, it's you like, let like me get that ball get real quick. Her and yeah. like show her how to do the form and everything. Like that's so cute. Yeah. Point and shoot. I think that's so, Pop that so booty. fun. Yeah. What do you think? No, I'm game for that. I like that. Yeah, it's a good date. So I think anything that just has to do with being interacted with someone, because like at a movie, you can't talk and like you're watching a movie screen. So it's kind of weird, you know? Yeah, totally agree. So. All right. Well, next question. I like it. Next, please. Hey, Adam, big fan. I, I, I just had a quick question for you. So I'm going on a first date tonight with this girl. 
I want to take her to a nice dinner, but I really have no idea what to wear. I mean, guys in my office constantly troll me over my shoes, and I have no clue where to start with my fashion. So do you guys have any tips? <laughs> That's harsh. Trolling over shoes. I think you do that to some guys in your office. Ah, oh, come on. I've seen you do it before. Maybe once or twice. But you know what I will say is over time, the swagger in the office now is tenfold way is better. Is elevated? Yes. And why is, is that? It is what my stepmom says is current. You're current. current. Remember? Yes. She's like, I got your father current. I'm like, okay, I respect that. Yeah. Right? He was about that too. Yeah, he was. I think there's nothing wrong with asking for a woman's advice in this department because, I mean, you're the one going on a date with a woman. I mean, I'm guessing. And, yeah. Um, what would you suggest? I think every guy has a g- girlfriend, right? You need to ask your yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, or a sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either or. And you need to have uh, somebody you can reach out to and say, like, can I do this? Can I do that? My rule of thumb, I mean, personally speaking, you can never, as long as your your shirt, if you have a some kind of collared shirt and just a nice jean, it doesn't have to be a ripped jean, but just a clean jean and a good pair of shoes. And your clothes just need to be fitted. I'm like, a, I'm a big guy with fit yeah. because you can have a $6 shirt that looks like $150 shirt, right? right? And just clean shoes, clean hands. Yeah. Clean shirt, clean hands. I mean, you don't good. Exactly. And you just got to like look the part. I think you got to look current and you got to look and feel fresh. You got to look like a million bucks without having a million bucks. And without trying too hard. Yes. My friend's sister has always said this. She's like, Adam, the one thing you want to look for, um, it's the one thing we look for in women is like, you want to look good without trying. Yeah. And it's like the way something fits, the way it hugs your body. You know, if you, depending on the size and how big you are, if you lift weight, you know, if you, you lift, um, you lift weights or you got a beer belly and all this stuff, like you need to look, you got to put things together that make you look really good. So if a guy came to you for advice in your office and said, I need you to dress me for this date, what would you put them in? Like I'd, a sneaker, a loafer, jeans, black pants, black jeans. I think it depends on up. his look. It just depends on his look. I think like, uh, you know, you want to put something in something that's going to f- make him feel, co- you need to be feel comfortable. You mm-hmm. need to, f- it has to feel comfy. You can't be like, oh my God, I can't wait till I get out of this. You just, it yeah. has to work. So I probably put, I'd put in like a clean shoe, like maybe a darker shoe. It didn't have to be like a white sneaker. I would probably put him in like a dark jean and like some kind of a neutral shirt, whether the shirt has some pattern or it is a dark shirt. And depending on how cold or hot it is, you know, you wear a blazer. Like I'm a big blazer guy. Like I love wearing blazers. So yeah, jeans and blazers, you can't really go wrong. Yeah. And the thing is you can even wear like a clean t-shirt or a Henley underneath the blazer and then not take it off when you get there and you you don't feel overdressed. Girl, you're talking it. (laughs) All right. I think the next clip is kind of long winded. However, he gives great insight of what's going through his mind right now, which we haven't got gotten a lot from guys so far. So let's do it. I guess my question goes more towards the jealousy issue. I've found in past relationships, I was a jealous person. I try to be better about it. And now I think I'm better about it, but then I get into a long distance relationship and I know an issue me and her face early on was me worried about some of the guys there because I felt that those guys had other intentions. You know, I get that guys are guys and their intentions are a lot of the time same, which is a bad generalization, but most times hold true. So how do I sit there and just say, okay, everything's okay. You can go hang out. I know you're drinking. I know you're doing this and that. And I hope that this guy doesn't do anything that he's not supposed to do. And then, you know, you see certain situations play out with your girl around 
the guy and then you're just like is you know why don't i get this love or maybe this is a different type of thing maybe you just do this for all your friends and your boyfriends you do a little bit different things to them so i guess my worry has always been the same it's always just the jealousy issue and how to handle that and how to cope with that especially in a long distance relationship when you don't know the people you know your girlfriends around very well or what they're about and how they are around others you know i've heard her friends say certain things about certain guys so then i kind of think you know hey, you know this is your crew what what is going on in there but i guess that's just more of my question about relationships and how to handle jealousy the best way sheesh don't you think we can talk about jealousy and trust for a whole episode? Oh, totally. That should be the next episode. And you can tell he's really struggling with it just yeah. by the way he delivered that question. Wow. Um, I think a lot of this just revolves around trust. Um, I think you have to trust the other partner and you have to trust that they're going to make the right decisions. Yeah, because ultimately there's nothing he can do. Mm-mm, you can't, especially in long distance. Because, I mean, it depends how far you are away, but I yeah. mean, let's just say, uh, I mean, I would consider anything long distance over two, two to three hours driving. And, uh, we were long distance. But yeah. Wow. I mean, we, yeah, we couldn't just get in a car. I mean, you could get in a car and just drive over, but it's going to take six hours to get there. Yeah. And by the time you get there, you know, whatever the person is doing, they're, they're going to be done with. So I think a lot of it is when you hang around the person, I would personally want to see what they're like around their friends, bring their guy friends around, bring their girlfriends around, see how they interact with people. And obviously like that line between being friendly and flirty is very thin. And how does, how do they navigate on that or how do they stay on that line? I think is very, very important. And I think it's also very hard for us girls who have great guy friends that we do play and joke with, um, in front of your boyfriend it may look a certain way and then if they have jealousy problems or issues I can see where you know if you have a close relationship with a male a man's gonna think that you know exactly yeah so it's just hard and I'm not saying that a girl should censor the way she treats her friends at all because I don't believe that and I think that girls are allowed to have you know, guy friends that don't cross a barrier. There has to be a strict line there, but um, jealousy is a hard thing. And I know a lot of people struggle with it. It's very difficult, especially long distance. I think this is going to, this is tough. And I think this comes later on down the road, but I remember the first time I hung out with some of your guy friends and it, uh, you have to make that introduction to, yeah. because those people also, it makes me feel comfortable that you are with them. If you're going to be with them yes. by yourself right? and vice versa, you know, like if you're around girls that I've hung out with in college and we go to like homecoming or whatever, and I'm like in a back room doing something, but you're talking to the girls and they like, you know, they're saying something about me and you're like, okay, they're just friends. And like, I'm cool with them. Like, and if anything were to ever happen where you have to, you know, you're with them by yourself one night, I know that like it's going to be okay. Right. And I think it's also if you had a girlfriend that paid me no attention yeah. and only talked to you, like, of course, stuff like that is not acceptable to me. Mm. I would ask you to stop the relationship because obviously she's trying to discredit me as your girlfriend. And I don't like that. I mean, it, 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 like you said, we could talk about this for a whole episode, but we should bring it up at though. the end of the day, you have to have trust with your partner and I, when we first started dating and we were long distance, I kind of laid down the ground rule with you in a very harsh way and was like, if you ever, ever cheat on me, I'm done with you. I will not speak to you. 
I will not have any interaction with you. You, I will not know your name anymore. When someone says Adam, I'll say Adam who? Like it would be done. Remember this conversation? I remember it. Very harsh. (laughs) I think I scared you a little bit. Petite introvert. But I had to lay that out to you so you knew the consequences of if you were to do that to me. Sure. So maybe those things have to be brought up too. I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next question. Yeah. Let's let it run. Next. Next question. So I've been seeing this girl for. A little while now we've been on a few really good dates and a buddy of mine recently grabbed drinks and he said that he had actually been out with her previously told me that she's crazy um, and so now looking back on it I'm wondering if I should have taken that more seriously if that was a red flag or if it's nothing to really worry about okay the so C-word. a guy, a guy the crazy word, the hangs C-word. out with an old friend that he's apparently dated his girlfriend before and he said she was crazy (laughs) what do you is that a red flag to you or is that like oh this bro's just jealous i don't know i i've been in both i've been in both shoes where a guy's like she's crazy and it depends how close of a friend he is to you now if he's like your best boy like bro she's crazy (laughs) then i would probably take that to heart all right let me just see for myself but i'm gonna tread lightly now Mm -hmm. if this is someone i really wasn't close with he may say she's crazy because they just weren't compatible and it just didn't work for them so i think you just gotta i I think you gotta feel it out figure it out for yourself yeah but take it with a grain of salt i think that there's just so much to to look forward to i mean look that's like a round peg in a round hole is going to fit perfect and right and it takes a special couple in order for that to work but if this is like a square peg in a round hole of course, like he's going to tell you she's crazy, but you have to kind of feel it out for yourself. But I wouldn't like dive into it head first, you know, just caution, have it in the back of your head, but don't let it be hinder you from opening up to yeah. that woman. I think when a guy ever says a girl is crazy, I wonder what did you do to make her crazy? Or what did she do to you? No, I never think what did she do <laughs> I to do. you? I think what did you do to her that made her crazy? Did you cheat on her? Because if she went crazy on you because you cheated on her, I don't think she's necessarily a crazy person. Or did you, I don't even like the word crazy, but whatever, we're using it from this question. But um, I just think, what did you do? What, What was your relationship and your dynamic like for you to get to the point where you called her that? Yeah, no, that's interesting. Because it takes, you have to take someone to their breaking point in order to do that. But you also got to figure out like, what was their background growing up, right? What are their parents like? How was their, uh, you know, how did they grow up? How did they live? Because I mean, sometimes people are scarred from totally different Different things. things. Yeah. Yeah. And just be, and just because she was scarred from their relationship, the, the ex's relationship doesn't mean that she's going to act or handle the same thing. And you know what? I think sometimes guys just get territorial and they say that she's crazy or she's this, and they dismiss a woman because they don't want their guys to touch her. You know? No, I, I can see that totally. I always wonder about when someone else calls someone else a name like when someone calls someone else a name i'm just always like a guy saying a girl is crazy oh yeah i don't believe the girl is just crazy i think there's always two sides to a story and then there's the truth yeah so you always have to be skeptical of like when someone is calling names i don't i don't like that yeah but 
No, it, I mean, I, I get it. You got to, I mean, there's two sides to it. That's just like me, a guy saying the same thing, like, oh my God, dude, this girl's crazy or whatever. Like, bro, you probably did not treat her right either. And that's made what? Why yeah. And like to that. be honest with you, if we broke up, I would like act like you're the worst person in the world because no, I wouldn't. just, I just don't want anyone to be with Raven, you. Raven, let's just be honest. Cause I'm the only one that can be with you. No, <laughs> Raven, you'd want the best for me. <laughs> I would want the best with you, but later, I would, way later on, way later, but I would be so hurt. I may say something stupid and untrue like that to, you know, make sure no one mm. was with you. I wouldn't put it past wow. other people to okay. do that. Well then I would move out of the state. Okay. I find you. I'm just kidding. Raven. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, just be skeptical when people say that. Cause sometimes people are hurt when they say it. Sometimes there's, well, there's always the truth to a story Yeah. and yeah. Well, so. I'm excited. Okay. So my mindset now needs to go towards our last segment. So what do we got? Our last segment is our ask Adam segment. <gasps> you know that. Mm. So all of our questions from Instagram, we are going to pull up and we're going to let Adam ask or we're going to have them ask you what your opinion is on some girl situations. Okay, so coming up right after this break, then we're going to dive into it. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So this is one of my favorite segments, which is Ask Adam. And it's all about me. I guess. And uh, (laughs) this is where the listeners get to ask us questions on social media. From a male's perspective. Yeah. And you get to get my perspective on it. So uh, everyone either sends you a message Mm -hmm. at Raven Nicole Gates or they're sending me, Adam Gottschalk. And we get to uh, read them back. So I'm curious how long our log is for this episode. Oh, it's, we had so many questions. How many do, do we have like right now today? Oh, right now we have five. We have two that are recorded and then we'll ask three from Instagram oh. directly. Oh, okay. So that which one are we going to start with? Let's start with a clip. Okay. How long into your relationship did it take for you guys to be like comfortable enough to go poop around? <laughs> like obviously not with the door open, but just in their house. Oh, Wow. In the home. Adam has no problem with that. Yeah, I don't. I'm easy. I can do it in public and at any given time. Like if it starts to come, I'm like, I'm, I'll go to the Home Depot bathroom and I'll do what I need to do or go to Kroger. Or I'm so envious of you. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just I or I can do it in like a stadium, like a football stadium or a baseball stadium. But it's 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 a little different. Airport. Yeah, I can do it. Oh, porta potty. I have yeah, porta potty. Oh I've even God. done it in the. I've even done it in an airport, the actual airplane bathroom, no problem. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, but uh, I can't. Uh, when is it appropriate? I mean, I don't. I guess that's a, it. Varies. I think if you have to go, you have to go. My issue is I can't go knowing that you know that I'm going. Does that make sense? Yeah, but that's like, so if, strange. If you. <laughs> Adam gets mad at me all the time because I'm like, I really have to use the bathroom. And he's like, then go. And I'm like, I can't. You're in the room. You have to go downstairs. I hate going downstairs. I know. And I can't help it. I don't want you to hear it, smell it, whiff it, whatever. That's I just why can't. I give you everything to make it smooth. We have a squatty potty. We have poopery. <laughs> we have everything at your disposal. I have great high efficiency bath fans to help exhaust everything. I still can't do it. <sighs> and we've been together for two and a half years two now. Two and a half. Over yeah. two and a half years almost three. Oh. And I just can't do it. I just can't bring myself to do it. Maybe after, maybe it all gets better 
once after you're you have children. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. What, is it, what does your best friend say about it? That's what they say. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they said after children, it doesn't matter. Oh, I mean, yeah, you've I seen see a whole human come out of my hoo-ha and other things <laughs> happening and ripping. It doesn't matter anymore. What's a hoo-ha? What do you think a hoo-ha is? Of a JJ? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, this is so hard because I'm still not there yet. And maybe it's just one of those things. It's a personal problem. Yeah, probably. That's a very interesting question, though, because, I mean, that comes up, right? You, when you start getting... When you start I don't think guys someone, really care. Nah. And guys don't care. It's more of a girl thing. I don't know. I think Kevin's, Kevin's a little... Kevin's yeah, yeah. Kevin's a little... Awful. I was scared. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's definitely preference then. Is it like the the smell that you care about, the act of it, or just envisioning a woman doing, like, the number two? No, it's just me. Uh, I, no, the entire thing is I don't care if she knows I'm doing it. The whole thing is sounds or smell. It's uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're the exact same way. Yeah. That goes away after a while, but um, maybe not for you, Raven. But I mean, yeah. for guys, it does after a while. But yeah, yeah, that's that's the whole issue. It's just any kind of offensive audio or <laughs> odor. You know, is, so true. is embarrassing. Adam begs me. Adam begs yeah. me. He's like, I will. One time he said, I will give you $200 right now if you can poop in here. And I'm like, I literally can't. Yeah. I cannot do it. Well, oh well. We're out here just having fun. I think eventually you will, and we'll just let it go from there. And I hope for this person too that they are able to conquer their fears. Yeah, likewise. Are we up to the next question though? Yep, let's do it. (gasps) Do you guys think there is a number or amount of days or times where? You should be intimate or affectionate to keep a healthy standard for your relationship. I've actually asked a lot of my married friends because once you get married, once you're together for so long, and then once you throw children in the mix, I think everything changes and you have to like find the balance. Do they keep track? Yes. They're like, do they think, do they, do they set a benchmark? They're like, okay, at least twice a week. One of them does. One of them doesn't. Uh. And one of them is very, it's very important to her. And the other one is like, it's a chore for her because she's so exhausted. And I mean, she loves her husband, definitely loves him more than anything in the world. But it's just when you become a mom and it's, you know, it's a chore. It's hard. No, look at me. They do it in the um, closet of their child's playroom because they're like every other room is occupied and it just, it's a whole new world by children and how many kids do you have? I can't. I can't because I'm afraid people might dig deeper. Oh, no, no. What I'm saying is I want you to just leave the kids in the family room and you just go to your room and lock the door. Because kids open doors and they're like, mommy, Raven, mommy, you lock the door. Mommy. Yeah, but you still. Do you think you can be intimate if my niece or nephew is knocking on the door saying, Adam, Adam, Adam? No. I just be like, stop. You, that Get doesn't out. make them stop. That's the thing. That doesn't, like, it doesn't uh, make them stop. Maybe so. you got to give them an iPad or something and just let them. Just not focus on it. Yeah. And it's also really hard, long distance, and it makes it really hard for you to set a standard. But I mean, even with us and you working such long hours is hard for you to schedule the time. And like, it's, you're exhausted. I mean, I totally, it's, it's a balancing act. Life is a balancing act. I agree. Especially um, for moms, like I said, People that are in the middle of their booming career, um, long distance, there's... So maybe there isn't, there isn't a magic number. It just has to be a number I think you're both comfortable with where, you know, you, you both have to be there for each other. And, you know, maybe subconsciously there's a number in the back of your head. You're like, okay, we got to at least do it once a week. Yeah. And then, 
if it happens more great, but you can't also be like, it has to happen four days a week. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, you, then you're like, your mind's spinning. You're trying to figure it out. Like it just needs to flow. It just mm-hmm. needs to happen. So I don't think there's a, ma- I mean, between our relationship, I don't think there's a magic number that needs to work. And I mean, obviously as you get older, things change and there's kids and all this stuff. But I think that that's where keeping the spark alive, even when you, you know, later on in life is, is super important too. And I think it ebbs and flows. You're going to have months where you're like, jackrabbits and then there's going to be months where you barely see each other and yeah. you, it just you're like attached to me like a little koala yeah i am mm-hmm. so sweet because i just miss you mm. i miss you you hard-working man mm. okay well that was our two audio clips are you ready to for me to pull up my instagram and yeah i kind of want some questions yeah let's do it okay so the first question i had well actually we had like I posted this maybe an hour ago. Uh, an hour ago, we already have fifteen thousand questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, here's the one: How do you balance everything in your life so that there is still time for intimacy? We just, we just talked about we that. Just talked about okay, next. <laughs> Would it be a deal breaker if you don't agree on how many kids you want? Is it a deal breaker if you don't agree? I think what you need to do is have kid number one first, and then you figure that out. Yeah, I think it's not a deal breaker because your mind can change. And as long as you both want children, I think you can figure yeah. it out. It's not a deal breaker. It's well, just yeah. something you have to work Depends through. how many you want. But I think if you both want one or want some, you got to have number one first. Because didn't your one friend that you were talking to, she's like, I want four kids. And after baby number one, she's like, I'm done. But yes. like her husband's like, let's just do one more. She's like, no, no, no. You're not the one who has to yes. you know, put up with this. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and then I have a friend that... um they got their tubes tied or whatever after they had children and now they want more. They thought they were done and now they want more and they're exploring that options. I mean, things change. That's true. Okay. Next question. When is it time to compromise and when is it time to stand your ground in a relationship? Mm. I think this comes down to your morals. I think you should always stand true and firm on your morals, but you're going to argue, you're going to have disagreements, but you just have to pick your battles and ego. Oh, yeah. You have to kind of pick and choose your battles. There's things that you and I have done and talked about where I just have to put it aside. And it's just like, yes, yes, I get it. I get it. And it can't be an argument over, you know, winning or losing the argument. It just has to be with, you know, understanding and then moving forward from there. You can't keep dwelling on it. I think if it's an if it's not a big deal, always try to compromise. Yeah. If it's not a big deal, it's like. Who is walking the dog in the morning? And if it's not a big deal, then you can compromise. But if you're like, I don't want you to go to work every day. Like, I'm sorry, I have to go to work. There's no compromise with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. The next one is, how do you know when to walk away from a relationship? Oh, walk away just from the relationship as a whole? Yikes. Um... I would say, I, I mean, you pretty much know when you need to, but I guess some people hold on a longer, longer than they need to. So, I mean, I would say when it stops becoming fun, I would say yeah. when it stops becoming like you, you have to realize what you want and what you need in your life and in a relationship. But here's, here's the thing with us answering these questions is like, we haven't been together for a 
I mean, we've been together for almost three years, but we haven't went through super low valleys where it's not fun. And we're like really struggling, both of us. And I think there are going to be lots of time. That's why it's in the wedding vows till, you know, the good and the bad till death do us part because it's, you're supposed to be there when it's not fun. Yeah. So I don't think that's like you're, you, when you walk away, when it's not fun anymore, well, it just depends on your commitment. I think. Yeah. Too. That's a good word to use. I mean, be fun and commitment. Those are obviously two completely different extremes and, um, and variances. So I would say like once you, I mean, you have to be committed. And if it's not fun, just you got to hunker down sometimes and you got to be the crutch that somebody yeah. needs. Right. Or, um, you just have to be there for them. You have to listen. You have to open up your heart to them. And whether you're spiritual or not, and you got to pray about it and think about it. But I think that, um, you know, time heals all wounds. And so you just have to, you have to be very, very, I think a better word maybe to use is supportive, mm -hmm. supportive for one another. Yeah. If it's unhealthy, I think is when you can walk away. Mm -hmm. If it's abusive, if it's mentally abusive, physically abusive, walk away. Yeah. You can walk away. Um, there's a lot of qu like personal questions in here that I just don't think we should get too raunchy yeah. right now, maybe in the future. But um, one says, um, how do you know when you have found the one or do you ever really know? Are you 100% sure? <laughs> I think it depends on the time in your life. I think yeah, it depends on what you want. If someone's morals line up, the same as yours because the Adam, I always say this, I love you more than anything, but if we met when we were 20, it wouldn't have worked out because we wouldn't be where we are today to like commit and settle down and True. all of that. I think timing is everything. Yeah. And you also can't live with the, you can't think about it in the back of your head. Well, is there, or is there somebody else better? Is there mm -hmm. something different out there? There's always a what if. What if I would have done that? Of course. This? And you can't think that way. You just need to be completely submerged in the moment and the person you're with. So I, I think you just need to live with that, um, that moral and that like mentality of like you're all in, you know, to that person. Obviously, in different stages of your life, you're, you know, you have to also ask yourself the question like, can I, am I okay to settle? And if you can say yes to that, then like, go ahead, like find someone out there. But if you're not, then don't waste your time. Don't waste other people's time. Yeah. And I think this will be a good topic to talk about too in a future, you know, a podcast to expand on the idea of like finding the one and what that means and what that looks like. You know, I agree 110%. Okay. I had one more question and we'll wrap this up. The last question is, um, what are your opinions on breaks in a relationship? Do you believe in breaks in a relationship or not? Oh man. No, I don't believe in breaks. Yeah. I don't either. Um, I think that breaks, especially when they're like these two, three month breaks, those are so stupid. It's basically yeah, like a free pass to it's, like go it's out a hall pass. It's all pass. It's me that that would be like me going Raven. We're taking a break, and then I get to fool around with like a couple girls, and then come back to you, right? Yeah, that's no bueno. Right? Would you let me do that? What do you think? Maybe. No. Probably not. Okay. Probably. If not. I let you do that, I feel like people that let their significant other do that to them is either re has really low self esteem, which I have definitely been that girl before. 
or they just don't really care. They don't really care about their partner. <laughs> no, I'm totally. I think you just have to like, you also have to just figure it out. I think that going on what's tough and what I, I brought this up to other people before in the past is have you ever realized that when you live with somebody and you do get in a fight, there's nowhere, there's nowhere to, to run. Yeah. I'm running six hours away to Hoxie. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good by the time you me. get there, you're going to be in Somnic. <laughs> by the time I get there, I'll be over it. I yeah. might as well just walk back home. Exactly. And so it's like, <laughs> you're going to have to learn to, to go through those issues with one another. I mean, it, it's hard, but I mean, these are the, the, the storms you have to weather. And yes. like one of the famous sayings, there's like a Chinese saying that I read a long time ago that said, um, it's not how the boat looks at dock, but how it weathers the storm through the sea. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for that. Like you can't just look pretty from the outside and the social media. Of course, everyone, nobody wants to know a couple's issues. And no, I'm not going to post on Instagram, say, of you know, Raven is mad at me because we didn't go to Chinese food this one <laughs> night and we ended up doing this. You know, we ended up going to get Froyo. And yes. I want Froyo. Yes. Froyo and yogurt land is the way to my heart. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think a lot of people take a cowardly way out instead of just dealing with the issue at hand and just taking a break. And there's no sense in that. It's so stupid to me to take breaks. I mean, it, here's another thing. Taking a break if you're in college, different. If you've been dating all through high school and then you take a break and you're going to go to college and see how your first semester was, I'm actually okay with that. I think that's very, very smart to figure out what you want and then um, going back uh, to the person. I think that's totally fine. But if you and I started dating and we kept, kept taking breaks, it's stupid. Yeah. It's kind of toxic too. Yeah. Agreed. So I don't well, like it. But I'm like, we could talk a lot about this. I think that this will kind of, um, we'll kind of roll this into next week's because I'm sure we're going to have some interesting topic to talk about. Do we actually even have a topic for next week? Yeah. It's, uh, next week we're going to talk about it. Don't say it. I think we should just like leave it mysterious and we bring it up the next time. Okay. But it's, can I say this one hint? Sure. It's something every single person has went through in their life. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty, we're, we're going to get deep. We're going to get on that deep level. Oh, I like it. Yeah. So let's just keep it at that. And I think that, um, obviously we brought this up last time, but you know, uh, if you are subscribed to our podcast, give us a great rating. We love you guys. We want to keep inviting you to keep asking questions. We want to keep engagement really, really high, but more importantly, um, we want to hear from you guys because that's yeah. what we're here for. And not just questions. I would love to hear other people's advice that have been in longer relationships than I'd us. I'd love to. I would really, really like that. And maybe we can dive deeper into some other, some issues you and I have on a surface level and see what other people say about it and get their input and I think the best way to learn is to talk through these things and to get advice from people who have been through it. You yes. Know? And I think that uh, in one of our episodes, we're going to invite different couples in different generations. Yes. And we're going to talk so about people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. And been married for 30 years. Yes. 20 years, 10 years. And we're going to talk about what makes them tick and talk. Yes. So I'm super stoked about that. But as Adam said, we love guys. Thank you for talking with us and talking things out with us. If you want to talk to us directly, slide in our DMs. We're all about that. Ask us a question um, and we will keep you anonymous as always. DM me at Raven Nicole Gates. That's Raven, N-I-C-O-L-E, 
Gates and Adam at Adam Gotchalk. That's Adam, G-O-T-T-S-C-H-A-L-K underscore. And we always read everything you send to us. I've went through them today. I will comb through them until next week. And we're so excited to continue to talk to you guys. We're so stoked. So have a great week and we will see you next time. Over and out. Bye. Bye.